Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 20th, 2013. Today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 164, paragraph 2. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Marietta, 12 Traditions, Nancy T. My, the readers are Sharon R.S., Penny C., and Michelle. OA Preamble. Before I say the preamble, I would like to give the information about the reference number for yesterday. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, November 19th, 2013, is 5488. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marietta to please read the 12 steps. Star one, Marietta, please. Star one, Marietta. Quiddy from Israel, would you please press star one and read the 12 steps for us here today? Hi, this is Marietta. Hoodie, would you please read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous? Okay, this is Marietta. Okay. Okay, the 12 steps. Hi, this is Hoodie, a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. Um, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible 
except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory and, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Hoodie. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you. This is Nancy from Lewiston, Idaho, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Excuse me. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 164, starting with paragraph 2. I will ask Sharon R.S. to begin reading. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you. And good morning to all on the line. I'm Sharon, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Wow. I bet we could talk on this for several days. There is so much here. The first thing that stands out is the phrase suggestive only. Now, many of us might say, wow, you mean all of this, all of these things that we've read, the steps and all of this, these are suggestive only? And looking at the word suggestive, I looked up the word and it means conveying a hint of something, a hint of something. And I believe that there's a couple of things that Bill intended with this word, and I'm sure there's others that I'm not aware of, but there's two that stand out for me. In using the word suggestive in talking with alcoholics, it keeps their door from slamming shut. Whenever you give a a compulsive overeater, an addict, an alcoholic, a command, something that they must do, you have to do this, then all of us know that we resist that type of thing. And so Bill is making sure that he doesn't say things in such a way. He doesn't give us a package that we don't want to open. He doesn't want to give us this great gift that we refuse. So he uses the word suggestive. The other thing is there is sincerity behind the use of that word. It's it's a it's expressing his humility. The uh, the writers of this these first 164 pages, their humility, the recognition that we're human, and in our humanity, we don't. There is no perfection. So there may be things that could have been worded better, could have been stated differently. But this is a hint of of a greater reality. In addition, these are words on a page meant to open a door. You know, we're, we go through that arc that Bill talked about. It's It's a way to hearken us into a greater life, a life in the spirit. So there's no way that words themselves on a page can can 100% convey the things of the Spirit. It's only by living in the Spirit that we can come to completely grasp and understand the things of the Spirit. So in that way, this book is suggestive only. It says, following that, we realize we know only a little, uh, only a little. We know only a little. So, and God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. So the, the authors 
are saying we're open to God to receive even more. As you walk this path, more will be revealed. We're constantly, uh, someone described it as a, as a, a dance, an undul- undulation, where, like a wave that goes up and down. But when we enter into this recovery process, and become recovered, it's not a static process. It's not something that you achieve and then this is it, I have it, which is the way I used to live. I wanted it and I didn't want anything to change. I didn't want to have to do any, expend any more energy after that. Give it to me, let me keep it this way, and I don't have to do anything more. That's not the life the 12-step way of life. The 12-step way of life is growth. We're continually growing. God is continually revealing more to us individually. To us, we learn more about what this, what, uh, who God is, and we grow more. We give up more of our character defects. We're, we grow and we learn and we become of greater usefulness and service to others as we stay in this uh, process of ever improving, ever growing. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sharon. Who would like to share on that paragraph? Rose. Hi, Rose. Good morning. And I hear Kim. Rose. (laughs) Rose. Kim. And Lois. And Sally. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Rose, Kim, Lois, Sally. And we'll catch the others after. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning, and thank you for your service this morning. Um, This is Rose, a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. Well, um, I'm going to just pick up the next sentence where uh, Sharon stopped, which is, Ask him and ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. And um, ask him for me. I've um, started just underlining in the first 164 pages. Every time I see ask him or it says ask God, I just take that personally as an instruction written to me to do that and my experience from following that simple direction is that I receive an answer and especially the past few months for me there has been a blossoming of these steps in my life through working with my fellow recovered uh, recovering compulsive overeaters at whatever stage they're at. And the answer comes in what I can do each day for the man who is still sick. The first one being that I am practicing to the best of my willingness and my ability all of these instructions without um, without uh, compromising any of the integrity of the message. And... Um, I'll I'll just stop with that because there are so many people that want to speak, but I just find it so powerful, this meeting 
for me um, has been so powerful, so meaningful in um, how my recovery is, again, blossoming into a life that I never imagined existed. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rose. Kim, you're next. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. The answers will come if your own house is in order. And this beckons me back to the 88 when we're finishing up step 11 where it says, we alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. Because what is the way that was it just outlined? What does it mean to have our own house in order? It means that we've worked through the steps. You know, I think for years I thought in a way that that having my house in order meant that I made sure that I called my sponsor at the same time every day, that I made sure that I made three meetings a week, that I made sure I made my phone calls, that I made sure that, you know, I bought the best Tupperware so that I could have all my meals prepared. And all those things are important, but those are not the answer. What those things do is they support the true answer. The answer is a relationship with God. And how do we get that relationship with God? It's by working the steps. And how do we work the steps? We work them in order. We work them in order. I think one of the the things I work most with people is the difference between step two and step 11. Step two is simply acknowledging you need a power. I thought I had to have a relationship with that power at step two. I thought I had to have a fully defined idea of what that power was. All I needed was the powerless of step one propelled me to the step to say I need a higher power. Step 11 is when I get access to that power. So how do I get access to that power? I do the steps in order. I do 3 through 10 so that I can get step 11. In my experience, and what I see other people struggling with, is they get frustrated and angry and don't think these steps work because they're instructed or they try to do step 11 when they haven't done the rest of the steps. So they'll read the pages in step 11. They'll try to do a 10th step, and they get frustrated because they're not getting relief. Well, you shouldn't. You don't have access to the power yet. You're only going to get access to that power by becoming unblocked. How do we become unblocked? We, make, we find that conclusion that we're powerless. We make the conclusion we need that power. We make that decision to seek that power. And by working steps four through nine, we become unblocked from that power. And then we can use step 10 on a daily basis to remain unblocked. And we can deepen and broaden that relationship with God at step 11. Because this discipline is not about doing more. The 12 steps are a program of subtraction. In step four, we get rid of our resentment, our fear, our sex conduct. In six and seven, we get rid of our character defects. In 8 and 9, we get rid of our guilt, shame, and remorse by making amends, and then we become unblocked and we have this power. Let me read that again. The answers will come if your own house is in order. It's not about the disciplines of the tools that will keep us connected. The tools will support us in finding the real answer, which is a relationship with God, and that is attained by doing the steps in order as described in this big book. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Lois? 
You're next. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Lois, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. Good morning. Um, I, wanted, I was thinking about the word suggestions that was just read. These are suggestions only. And, and for me, that meant, um, that meant that I learned by listening to, the, to um, meetings, I learned that there were some people out there who were like me, compulsive overeaters, who had learned to live a way that was happy, joyous, and free. And I was coming from a background of dysfunctional family system where I, I learned and um, I was formed and shaped in ways that were not working for me. You know, I think it's, they say on page 55, the bedevilments. That, that's a very clear description of the way my life was like when I was trying to apply and work these steps in my life. And, and when I heard that somebody, you know, like me had found a different way of living and achieving harmony and sobriety in their life, well, I, I, I wanted some of that. I was desperate. I was given the gift of desperation. And when I heard the suggestions, I was willing to go to any length. And, and what happened for me, and as, as it happened for the 100 people, uh, the first 100 recovering alcoholics and many people on this line, was I became transformed by, doing, by going through after one, two, or three, and doing the fourth step, I, I became transformed. My mind became transformed by a new understanding. My, my thinking, my observations were transformed to a different way of understanding how I could achieve harmony with myself and with others and with God. And, and I was very relieved. So I really had, I began a, a deeper relationship with my higher power right there in step four because, first of all, the first thing that happened to me was I, I began to hope again that I could achieve what others had achieved. And, and that was just the beginning of my relationship. And by going through steps four through nine and doing the work that the book requires, I, I, I deepened my recovery and I was beginning to want to spend more time and deepen my relationship with a higher power, something I had looked for all my life and looked for in the food. You know. So I just wanted to touch base with that thought in mind and encourage anybody who's beginning, who's beginning to do this work that you know, this too can happen to you. And uh, I'm going to pass with that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Lois. Sally, you're next. Thank you, Melanie. Can you hear me? I can, loud and clear. Thank you. Melanie, thank you so much for all that you do. This is Sally, a recovered compulsive overeater in South Jersey. What a precious paragraph. I love these first two words. Our book. The writers of the book embrace each and every one of us for years and years and years to come. They don't say this book and perhaps they're thinking our book in terms of the hundred. But I choose to believe that they are embracing me and you and each and every one of us and saying, our book, this book which has become so important to me and to all of us, our book is meant to be suggestive only. And we all know uh, what, what one of our members says about what's suggested in this book. It's like uh, we suggest you put on a, a parachute when you jump out of the plane. They make quite a few suggestions, and they're not to be taken lightly. We realize we know only a little God. They bring up God right here. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us 
ask him. And many times those words are spoken in this book, ask him. And we're, we're, we're basically being told to pray. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. What can I do to help? How can I help? The answers, not the answer, the answers will come. Many answers will come, but it's a conditional promise. The answers will come if your own house is in order. Harping back to page 98 where it tells us, clean house, trust God. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. And so there is a call to humility. See to it that your relationship with him is right. Again, another condition. See to it that your relationship with him is right. Page 28 and page 29 talk to us about our relationship with him. And great events will come to pass for you. Because it's only as we build our relationship with him with our higher power, that we can be useful to him. It's only as we build our relationship with him that we will have something, anything to give. And in truth, great events will come to pass. They have for me, and I know that there are countless others who can attest to this as well. Thanks for letting me share. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sally. Who else would like to share on this particular paragraph? Good morning. This is Bella. Can I share? Good morning, Bella. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melanie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody that is on the line. Wow, wow, wow. I love this paragraph. It's a paragraph with hope. And I will pay attention to two sentences. We know only a little. And the end of this paragraph, this is the great fact for us. Wow, before the program, I would get so upset, so angry. Wow, this is a great fact that I know only a little. How can it be? I am so smart. I, am, I know so much. And this is a great fact that I know only a little? No, I want to prove who I am. Wow, such a relief. That now that I am in the program, thank God, yes, I know only a little because the purpose of the program is to keep learning and to make choices and to be able to do better choice one day at a time. And how can I make choices? Only by accepting that I don't know everything, and I am willing to learn. Now, how I will get to learn, again, the, the program is teaching me, Bella, don't be alone. Bella, you are not alone, and you are not lonely. That's it. It's enough of this kind of life. Now I am with people. I know I want to be with people, and even people that I don't know them, face to face, but I keep hearing and I, 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 I learn from each experience, from new ideas, and it's all about to give and to get. And by giving and getting, I am learning new things. This is such a wonderful thing. Yes, I want to learn new things. Now, how I can learn new things? 
when I know that I am not running the world. God is there for me, and God is giving me all the time new opportunities to learn. Some good opportunities that I can say why I learned today new ideas, new way of thinking. Sometimes I get opportunities to learn from the bad experience, that it's not really bad, it's, it's a different way that I can learn, that I can say to myself, oh, no, 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 I don't want to act like this person. I don't want to behave like those people. I, I think that for me now, this kind of behavior, it's not going to work. I have all, every time I have a chance, a new opportunity to do different, to, 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 to act different. Thank God I have the opportunity to change my point of view. Yes, I, this is a great fact. I don't know everything. I know only a little. I am open to learn more, to be different. Thank you, God, that you are there for me all the time. Thank you very much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Who's next to share on this paragraph? Good morning. This is Janice. M from Oh, good morning, Janice. You're up next. Yes, thank you, and good morning. Janice first. Janice M first, and then do. Thank you. Well, good morning to everyone. Yes, my name is Janice, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I I hate to go back to it, but I'm going to. Um, On this suggestion, you know, um, they're telling us very kindly, you know, we have a choice here. We have a choice. Do we want to get thin, you know, and have our weight down, and then, you know, maybe six months from now pick up again, because that's what happened to me, Um, or do you want to get recovered? Do you want that obsession removed? So it's your choice. You either, this is the way that you will find that I have found the power, because I'm powerless when it comes to certain substances. So if I admit that I'm powerless, then this is the path of recovery, the suggestion. It's a suggestion. It's my choice. Do I want to have that obsession removed, or do I just want to be thin and go through an unmanageable life by me? And we have a new employer now because my problem and our problem was lack of power. So we found the power. We found a relationship with the power to solve the problem, and that power is the God of my understanding. So uh, this is what it is. That's the purpose. I have a new employer, and this is um, going to be my, you know, the spiritual tools is the path the clear-cut directions to have this obsession removed and have a new way of life. So it's all on our shoulder. Do we want to or do we just want to be thin? And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Sue, you're next. Are you with us still? While Sue is getting herself ready to be audible, I will ask another person if they're available to share what's read. 
This is Katie. Hi, Katie. You can take in until we find where Du went to. Good morning. Thank you. Hey. Good morning. This is Katie F. in Virginia, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, the answers will come if your own house is in order. And, you know, I lived for um, a couple of decades in disease, and I thought that I all I had to do, that my only problem was my weight and my eating, and that once I um, got my weight off, however I did that, in OA, in Weight Watchers, in Diet Center, whatever I did, that once I did that, then everything would be great, that I would be this happy, normal, healthy person and would know how to um, act and react to life in um, accordance with normality. And what I found once I truly got to this point in the book and went through the steps is that there was no graduation. That each day as I learn new things, as I grow older, as I deal with children, as I deal with aging parents, as I deal with dying parents, as I deal with job loss and, you know, businesses changing and um, everything that life throws at you, whether you're thin or not, whether you're, uh, you know, maintaining your weight, whether whatever is going on, um, the physical aspect has been down for a very long time. But that didn't mean that um, everything in life is perfect. So this is saying that um, you have to keep your house in order forever. This isn't, you know, a, um, something that we just do while we're losing weight. And, you know, it's something that, um, you know, obviously you cannot tr- transmit something you haven't got. You know, I'm constantly having to reach out to people as I go through these different situations in life and, and I'm learning from my fellows. I have an open mind to learn how to be different than um, I would be if I just followed, you know, the path of uh, the addicts in my family, you know, and a narrow focus of um, my way or the highway. So constantly I'm having to uh, seek God in the morning and have an open mind to do the next right thing. And that is not always easy, but this is a um, this is a promise. The answers will come if your own house is in order, and we have clear cut directions on how to keep our house in order. You know, seek God, help others. You know, do the next right thing. Um, watch for selfishness, and all these things that we have learned. But you can't do that if you haven't gotten your house in order to begin with. You can't jump to step 11, steps 10, 11, and 12 if you haven't done one through nine. And, you know, it's a great, um, I'm excited that we're going back to the beginning of the book here soon because I know that, you know, we have a lot of new people on the line and they want to know, what it, how did you get there? How did you get from, you know, <laughs> bowing to the food to bowing to your maker? And with that, I'll pass. Well, Thank you, Katie. And good morning. Just one moment, please, Braha. I'm going to um, call on Du once more, and then you can be next, Braha. Good Thank morning. 
Can you hear oh, me? Good morning, dude. There you are. Absolutely. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, <clears throat> yes, my name is Du. I'm a compulsive overeater, um, recovering compulsive overeater. I'm um, two months short of finish, completing my ninth step. So, <laughs> yay. Um, what I wanted to touch on, which Katie did touch on somewhat, was um, the answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. And one of the things that um, that one of my members always says on, on, on this subject of not transmitting something you haven't got is, uh, she'll read this little poem and she says, you cannot teach what you don't know, you cannot lead where you don't go, you cannot be what you are not. You cannot give what you ain't got. And, you know, and the primary purpose of this book is twofold. Um, and I love it because it's like a twofold disease, but we have a twofold purpose also for this book. And the first purpose, um, it's found in forward to the first edition where it says that, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. So that's one of the purposes. But the other purpose that um, this book has to offer <clears throat> it says, is to find a power greater than ourselves. Um, and on page 45 it says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. It's about its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means that we have written a book which we believe be spiritual as well as moral. And that means, of course, we're going to be talking about God. And in order to um, transmit this message, the book is outlined in a way where you go through a process. You go through steps one all the way through 12. You know, um, there are action steps that you take, you know, from four to nine. But all together, there are 12 steps that we go through, um, you know, in order to be able to transmit this message. If, if, you don't, if you don't know about the allergy of the body or the mind, if you don't know, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, then what are you going to be transmitting? You know, and most, most of the time what we transmit is disease if we're not going through the process and completing the process. And so... The, the book is very, very clear here. It says, see to it that your relationship with is right and great events will come to pass for you, countless, for you and countless others. But first, you know, we have to take the, the steps in realizing that we only know a little, that, that God is the one who discloses more to us, you know, and we do this through the process, through the process of the 12 steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Du. Braha, you're up next. Thank you. Hi, this is Braha, a compulsive overeater and sugar addict in recovery. I'm very happy to be on this meeting today. And I was just thinking when we keep talking about our house being in order, how before program, my house was in order physically. Everything had to be perfect, no matter how uncomfortable it might have made other members of the family and things put away. And, and you know, it just, um, but emotionally and spiritually, it wasn't in order. And then when I came into program and I started working the steps and started seeing the error of my ways, 
um, working on my character defects, my house started to get in order in the way it really counts. And now I'm much older, and I don't have the energy I used to have. And sometimes I look around and I say, oh, clutter, <laughs> got to clean it up. Or, oh, this is a mess. Or, you know, I really should do the dishes before I go to sleep. And it, it sounds like, you know, it's not really that bad. But, but it was so important what other people thought. And, and I just wanted to give this impression of perfection because inside I was dying. I was so imperfect and so so um, miserable, and I felt like, you know, I can't control what I eat, I can't control my weight, and then when I said, yeah, God's in charge, and this is a great gift for me, because of this disease, I have a chance to really get myself straightened out, and um, I'm just so grateful for, I've done the steps a number of times, because there's always fine-tuning, and step 10, 11, and 12 is part of my life on a daily basis, and I'm working on my connection with my higher power. And I know that this is a, a, he's done for me what I could never do for myself. And besides being in a normal body and losing my obsession with the scale and eating my good balanced meals that I put on the scale, my life has really become more organized in the spiritual and emotional realm. And so now my house really is in order, and for that I'm grateful. I may have some books sitting around or some quilting projects unfinished, but that's not what order's about to me anymore. So I wanted to share that, and thank you for letting me share, and this is a lovely meeting. I'm glad I came on today. Thank you. Thank you, Braha. Anyone else like to share on what was read? Hello? Hello, Sharon? Yeah, this is Sharon. Can you hear me? Hi. I can. You're next. Oh, thank you, Melanie. And uh, thank you for your service. And thank you for everyone out on the line. I welcome you. And uh, whether this is your first time here or you've been here before and have come back, I just welcome all of you. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And this is the second time I'm going through this book and coming to this page. And the first um, time I came, I, I was still just um, struggling with so many things. But I did experience uh, a sense of hope. And this time going through, I've now gone through the, the step process, 4 through 9, and continuing on with the growth, uh, the journey of the growth steps. And, um, you know, I still realize I know only a little, but I am believing and trusting that God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And someone had mentioned the twofold illness, and I thought that was really interesting because, you know, the twofold illness is we have this obsession of the mind that will lead us back over and over again to taking that first bite, which our bodies cannot tolerate. So it leads us back into that uh, sick, uh, devastating place of the food addiction again. And the twofold solution I see is that now we do have this power in our lives. It is a, 
It is a gift that comes from having to accept to the core of our being that we are powerless and we will not be able to manage our life on our own terms and in our own way. And that half measures, like it says in the book, will avail us nothing, absolutely nothing. And then going through this process, we are given the privilege. We are given the privilege to reach out and to help others through this same process to the point that we will be recovered together and then go on to help others as well. And I just, I, I don't know, that I just felt that was just so neat that God kind of shined that light on me this morning and that uh, revelation. Um, so thank you. Thank you to everyone out on the line. Keep coming back. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you, Sharon. Anyone else want to share on what was read in this particular paragraph? Well, I'd like to. Oh, hello. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Good morning to you. You're next. In this book, for for me, is the first sentence is what keeps me in these rooms. Our book is meant to be suggestive only, and I'm definitely one of those people that when you tell me that I have to do something, my mind shuts down completely, and reading this book and even though I've been walking through these rooms and not really staying in them, but walking through these rooms for many years, I never read the big book. And I was going through regular OA meetings and it just did not fit. And for the first time, 12-step programs are making sense to me. You know, I'm reading the the first three chapters, the first pages, and it really makes sense. And I really enjoy this meeting, and it's the step work that I think all of these years that I've never done that I really needed all the time. So I want to thank you and thank everyone that's here. And even though I can't see you, I really feel feel the energy of so many people in this room. And so thank you very much. Thank you, Jackie. I would like to make a couple of uh, comments about this particular paragraph. My name is Melanie. And I wanted to kind of just pull back a little bit and uh, look at that word suggestive. I know that other people have mentioned it today, but I see in this paragraph a great deal of history and undertone. Um, I believe it's sincere in its intentions, but I believe that the, the language is clearly tempered based on what I have experienced um, throughout this particular book. As I see this, what it means to me is a suggestion um, as a methodology of recovery. That suggestion being that I tried a couple of dozen other kinds of suggested methodologies. And then that in and of itself is where the suggestion stops. If you want to do this, if you want to have what they have, that's where the suggestion stops. What they're talking about here is that once I've entered into this, then I duplicate exactly. I precisely study this book and apply to my 
disease, my disorder, my my sickness, my mental illness, precisely what they did. And hardly without exception, I'm going to get exactly what they got, which is recovered. And someone was talking about it earlier here. It's one thing to have the weight off. It's clearly, clearly the miracle and the happy joy of some free, to be free from the food obsession, to be completely transformed, and that's what's happening to me. We realize we know only a little is because when I came into these rooms, I was in one place, and thank God, eight years later, I am behaving, interacting, more dependable than I was eight years ago. So I know a bit more today than I did eight years ago because of that. The other thing I wanted to touch on real quickly here is um, I have, um, I take my mother to a a doctor who specializes in diabetes. And I have difficulty as part of my 10-step review quite frequently because this particular woman is obese. This doctor is obese, and she teaches my mother about diabetes. And matter of fact, eight years later, she's heavier now than she's ever been. And I find that's difficult for me. And she's transmitting to my mother how to be and do what she needs to be and do as an active diabetic. It doesn't work for me, and I resist it greatly, and I don't know what she's teaching. And as a student of the big book, I'm grateful to have a methodology that worked 100% for me, followed precisely the way it has outlined here, that they suggested it as a methodology, but they move on from that to say it's directly followed, specifically followed, precisely followed, as that they've done. And with that, I'm just going to leave you with that and, and ask just one more time if there's anyone else that would like to share on what was read today. Good morning, Hi, Melanie. It's Naomi. Oh, I hear Leah. Leah M. first and then Naomi. Good morning. Thanks. Leah? Yes, Melanie. Thanks again for your service. Um, Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. A couple of statements here. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Um, You know, my whole problem had been on uh, faulty dependence, you know, faulty dependence on people, faulty dependence certainly on food, faulty dependence on um, accomplishment uh, to give me a sense of security and a sense of stability and a sense of happiness. And when I would fail to get those things, of course, it was um, constant conflict and confusion. Um, the program of recovery um, gives me a method by which uh, I can now trust, rely, and depend on a power greater than myself. That trust, reliance, and dependency is um, is a safe refuge for me. You know, whatever directs my life, that's what's going to run my life. If if food is what I direct my life towards, that's what's going to run my life. If um, pursuit of possessions and accomplishments 
and intellect and relationships, if that's what directs my life, then that's what's going to run my life. Um, but what if God is what I pursue? You know, when I first came into the program, uh, you know, I believed food and weight were my problem. Food and weight are not my problem. <laughs> food and weight are symptoms of my problem. My problem is selfishness. My problem is dishonesty. My problem is resentment and fear. And when I bring God into that equation through the working of the steps, I don't think that way and I don't have to eat that way because I'm not plagued with the delusion that I can wrest satisfaction out of this world if only I manage it well. So this relationship um, where I bring my willingness and my surrender and mix it with, please God, his grace, it's such a cosmic dance. You know, it is divine power that produces a transformation in someone who was as broken as me. Over time, through these steps, I have been changed in the way I think, in the way I feel, and especially the way I behave. And that is a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. And it's done to me, not by me. But I must make that effort. That's the suggestion. I must make the effort. The results are going to be disproportionate in, to that effort. That's my, uh, you know, that's the beauty of this program is that willingness and God's grace when, when mixed together um, creates uh, such a beautiful dance. And that is the secret of these 12 steps that, yes, indeed, it is possible to be able to effectuate such a dramatic change in personality, in character, and in values. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. Naomi, you're next. I'm here. Hi. Hi, Melanie. Hi. Thank you. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. I am so thankful and so grateful to this program. I've been listening to it faithfully since June 14th, and I come every morning and I listen and with my book and my notes and lots and lots of notes for this program because I truly have cleared away the wreckage of my life, and it's because of this program. And I speak to the newcomers because I'm a newcomer, but I want to tell you what I've learned since these last six, seven months, five months, whatever it was, is just it's just priceless. This program is amazing. The teachers on this line are amazing. I can't say it enough. I cannot tell you enough how thankful and grateful, even even with the, the flaws and defects that I have in myself and questioning something one day, I was so, I, I shivered. I thought, oh, I was going to be retromanded. Instead, I got gentle. I was gen- spoken gently and quietly and calmly. You know, th- this is the best way. This is the only way to fly. The absolutely only way to fly. Whenever I reach out to someone on Vision for You, they're kind, they're sweet, they're they're considerate. I cannot speak enough of this program. And when I listen to other other phone meetings on OA, like Kim so beautifully says all the time, there's two fellowships. There's a recovery, and then there's a fellowship. And for me, I definitely want to go for the recovery. I look forward to starting again and starting anew with my teachers. And God bless you all, and thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Naomi. And thank you to everyone who shared today. 
we explored this paragraph to such completion, and much more could be said and shared about it. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Penny C. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, everybody. It's Penny C., Recovered Compulsive Overreader in Boston. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.